Hello, welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, sponsored by AT&T. I'm your host, Karen Wagaman. I work for the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, and today I'm visiting with Lauren Hildreth, DTR Market Manager, a division of Downtown Rogers Incorporated. Also joining me is Tom Rohr, founder of Food Loops. Food Loops is a locally owned company committed to zero food waste in our community. They work every day to reduce the amount of food and other items going into landfills. Today, you are going to meet Tom and Lauren and learn about efforts to help you reduce food waste at home. And you can do this when you visit the DTR market in downtown Rogers all season long. We are glad you joined us for this episode of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, sponsored by AT&T. Welcome back to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, sponsored by AT&T. Today, my guests are Lauren Hildreth, DTR Market Manager, and she's on the staff of Downtown Rogers Incorporated, and Tom Rohr, founder of Food Loops. So, Lauren, let's start with you. Um, Can you please give me a little bit of information about the wonderful Downtown Market? So the Downtown Rogers Farmer's Market was opened in 2016 after the city of Rogers decided to purchase the piece of property where we are currently located at the corner of Arkansas and Cherry Street. They converted an old auto shop into what is now the Farmer's Market, giving a really unique indoor-outdoor experience with uh, garage doors, having vendors inside, having vendors outside. And we also have a commercial kitchen on site allowing us to offer some really interesting and unique things to our shoppers, including a brunch program. Very nice. And the market is a wonderful addition to downtown Rogers. It's been around, is this the fourth year? Yes, this is the fourth season. Wonderful. And um, we do want to encourage everybody to come down. Tell us what months you are there. Yes. So the summer season, which we are currently in, is May through October. And our last day will be October 26th at that space. For our holiday market, which runs in November and December, we will be at the Rogers Activity Center, which is a new partnership for us. We've started working with them at the market to offer some classes and improve people's outlook for healthy lifestyles and be able to move around. So it's a really nice partnership that we're going to be able to go to their space where it's indoors. They have natural foot traffic on Saturday mornings. And then we also get to have temperature control in the building, making both our vendors and customers more comfortable in those chillier months. Oh, that will be wonderful. And I know you are very involved with um, checking checking out each of the vendors that come to the market. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you evaluate um, whether a a grower is appropriate for the market? Yes, so we do have an application process like most farmers markets in the area, and some of them have a guideline that is based on the distance away that they are from the market. Some of them have to do with just boundaries and We do like to go out and make sure that our farmers and those who are producing are actually growing and producing products where they say that they are. So back in the end of March and early April, I actually personally visited all of our farmers' sites and got to see where they're growing, where they're raising their animals, and get to talk with them about their practices. So I got to see their water sources and the land that they're growing on and learn a little bit more about their personal stories. It was really amazing. 
Oh, that's nice. And so when people come to the market and you're open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday this summer and this fall, and, and they'll be walking by the beautiful produce, the live mm-hmm. plants, the flowers, products made by local artists. And then, of course, the brunch is wonderful with the commercial <laughs> kitchen on the site. Um, and then as you move past the brunch area, you see all these buckets piled up and you see this display about a company and there's a banner called Food Loops. And Tom Rohr, can you tell us anything about what that's all about and how you found yourself at the Rogers Farmers Market? So first of all, what is Food Loops? Sure. Well, thanks for having us here today, Karen. Uh, Food Loops is a circular economy business, and we focus on food waste. So um, food waste is a big problem. About 40% of what goes into the landfill is, is food waste. And half of that comes from residential uh, customers and half of it comes from commercial customers. So as a company, what we're trying to do is divert food waste from landfills and turn it into fertilizer. So we operate in Benton and Washington County and um, our goal is to is to actually in five years get half of the food waste that we have in these two counties which is about 40,000 tons. So a total of 80,000 tons of food waste every year ends up in the landfill. So um, at, at Downtown Rogers, we have a residential program, but most of our customers are commercial customers. We, we've been in kind of beta mode at this point. So we have a few restaurants, a couple of hotels, a hospital, some offices uh, that, where we operate. But as we grow, uh, you know, we are going to pick up other larger commercial customers. But we wanted, we, we got a lot of requests for a residential program. And the best we could do at this point is uh, to offer a five-gallon bucket program at the Rogers Market and also at the Bentonville Market. So the way it works is uh, a customer would come down uh, to the market, they would purchase a five-gallon bucket, and then we would recycle that. They, they could bring it uh, to the market every time the market is open and um, trade their bucket of food waste for an empty bucket for the next week and shop the market. Okay, so tell us, food going into the landfill, I would think that, well, it's going to decay, it's going to do its own thing, it'll compost itself. Is that not the case? It, it, is, the, it is the case, but there's a better use for that. So... Um, uh, you know, the f- the food waste, like I said, is about 40% of what goes into the landfill. And what we do with that food waste is we turn it into compost right now. And down the road, we'll, we'll also make a uh, sustainable fertilizer. So the, the name Food Loops comes from grabbing that wasted food, turning it into something that we can grow new food with, uh, in the area. So we're a regional company. We operate, uh, we operate in Benton and Washington County, but our, we'll sell, uh, compost and fertilizer probably in about a 17 county area, uh, down the road. Um, so again, we're, we're focused on people growing more things and, you know, it's, it's, um, Lauren was one of our first partners that we had, uh, last year, and we we did pick up their food waste last year, and you know this year we're happy to start the residential program. But Lauren is somebody who is, you know, uh, very aware of the problem of food waste and how uh, 
it disproportionately fills up the landfill and was looking for another solution. And, and we're happy to partner with her in awareness because there's just a lot of, of um, training that people need to know. And again, our focus is mostly commercial, but it's important for us to also have a residential element of that. And it, you know, in the market, not only do we uh, pick up new customers every week, but we also talk to people who work in in uh, offices or or factories, and and uh, a lot of times we're able to connect with those bigger places. And uh, again, our our focus, we we want to get to fifty percent. The way to get to fifty percent is to service big corporate customers because that's where most of the food waste is, and. Um, with our relationship at Rogers, we're able to do that because those people shop the market. Now, ultimately, we'd love the market to be open every day. <laughs> there's there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Uh, we don't grow as uh, as many things here as we should, and mm-hmm. you know part of our part of our uh, goal is to you know continue to work and and uh, create a program that actually gets people to come to the market because they want to exchange their bucket. But we would love to be there every day with Lauren and and solve the problem all at the same time. Well, that is a great reminder to go to the market as your bucket gets a little more full. Yes. Throughout the week. So so tell us, um, I know in addition to composting the food, when I go to the farmer's market and I buy a brunch, you have all those different those different buckets, the big buckets, the 55-gallon um, mm-hmm. buckets, and different things go in each of those. Can you explain about the why the dishes can go in some and the food can go in some? Okay, and- yeah. So, so uh, what we're what we're all about is is more waste streams and and uh, divided waste streams. So typically, uh, uh, most people have access to two streams. Things that go to landfill and then things that are recycled. So that'd be plastic and paper. So we we really offer two additional streams uh, in addition to that. One would be food waste and compostables. Now, what are compostables? Well, compostables would be things like plates, um, utensils, cups that are made out of wheat, sugar, or corn. And what's really nice about that, in a post-meal situation, you, that can be thrown right in with the food waste. And we grind that up just like we grind up the regular food waste. So that all goes into a red bucket. And then uh, from talking to our customers, a lot of our customers um, have businesses where they create a lot of glass. And for those customers, as a courtesy, we also handle their glass. So what what we do with a fully activated commercial customer and what we do at the market is we go from two stream to four stream and the two additional streams are glass and food waste and compostables. Nice. So I know, um, so those beautiful little forks and, and knives that we get, I believe they're green. Those are made out of a food product, like a sugar or a flour or something? Sugar or corn, yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and really when you look at them, you wouldn't, you wouldn't guess that they were anything but plastic, but they're, but they're made out of natural materials, and they hold up really well, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're really a nice solution to, uh, to like I said, the post-meal because it, it would never be practical to, uh, you know, pull all the paper and plastic out of the food waste. But this, 
when we have a controlled environment like we have at the market, we can teach people to put things in the right bucket. And then once it's in the right bucket, then we can process it as, as food waste. Okay. And Lauren, how did the market get involved? How did you connect with Food Loops? How did you end up getting to where you are right now with the bucket swap and the displays and everything? Well, it started last year, the beginning of 2018, when Tom and his business partner, Michael, were getting into the community. And I was at the downtown Rogers Rotary meeting on Monday night, and they were our speakers that night. Uh, Personally, I'm very passionate about sustainability and talking about the different solutions that are possible. So I got very excited when they were, were talking about food waste in Northwest Arkansas and how they plan to come up with some new solutions to help tackle that. And talked about the farmer's market and the opportunity came up that we could be their first market partner and start offering composting on site and trying to educate all of the market goers that are just coming, whether they're eating at the brunch or they're just coming through the market, seeing that there's this extra can and trying to figure out what's going in there. So since that partnership, uh, last year we have had the larger compost cans out to collect all of our waste from our brunch program. So everything that is coming out of our kitchen is either compostable or recyclable. Um, Something like a water bottle or a can is going to go into a recycling, but otherwise all of the plates and the silverware, um, the cups that our Bloody Marys are in or orange juice, straws and wrappers, everything go right into that compost container and then is all ground up together. Um, And now it's exciting. We get to see the full cycle come back where you see the compost that's being sold by Food Loops and you get the full circle effect. So even the straws are compostable because we keep hearing about that in the news, (laughs) about the tons and tons of straws that are polluting the planet. Yes. So you can feel good about the straws you get at the market. They're green. Um, We did go with colors that stood out that weren't a typical white um, or a cream color to try to help reiterate that idea that this product can go into the compost container. So the straws, the wrappers, the napkins, the forks, the knives, all of it can go right in. Oh, and it's so easy the way you have them marked. It's really nice to walk up and know that you're putting things in the right bin and feel good about that. Yes, added some uh, demonstration pieces up there this year that I think has really helped to guide people into what uh, products can go into which containers. Okay, very good. And so, um, Tom, so if people listening want to get the compostables, perhaps they aren't able to come to the market or, or it's not convenient for them. Can they still get the compostable products from you? Yes, we, we offer those on our website, so foodloops.net. If, uh, if someone w- wants to go to our website, they get a feel for what we're up to and what we're working on, but they're also able to buy uh, compostable products online, or they can come down to the market and uh, talk to us about our product and, and um, you know, order it there. Okay. And so beyond the market, I know that you've done some big events in Northwest Arkansas. I believe you were just at Bite NWA a few yes. weeks ago. Yes. Can you tell us how that, those events work when you have thousands and thousands of people? And and is it just you and, and Michael? Or how do, you, how do you manage all of that? Yeah. Well, well really, uh, Northwest Arkansas is a really good place to launch a business like this because there, there are a lot of corporate customers. And again, we focus on the corporate customer. So, you know, we started with restaurants and hotels and hospitals. And um, 
and we also um, uh, worked at the Roots Festival last year was our first big event, and that was a six-day event for about 10,000 people. Wow. And the, and the Roots Festival uh, already had a track record of, of being very sustainable, but they didn't have a good solution for food. And they were also very interested in our compostable products. So at, at the Roots Festival, we learned a lot. Uh, we, we had a few people um, uh, working there last year, but most of, most of the work was done by volunteers. And at, at a Roots Festival, they were able to um, recycle 92% of their waste. Wow. Which is, I mean, it's That's very incredible. impressive. So our our goal for like a big event this year was uh, the Bite NWA, which is the food complement to the LPGA event. And so uh, we talked with their team and we uh, talked about what uh, what we do. Now, on an event like that, we did have to get um, some contract workers to work. We had uh, three nights. We had 15 contract workers that wow. work with us. And uh, we were able to divert over 70% of their waste this year, which was a really big improvement over, over past years. And, and um, you know, we learned a lot of things there. This was their first year where Roots has been doing this for years. Uh, you know, we're already talking about things that would move that up into uh, a 90% uh, conversion rate. But it was a good experience for us. We, you know, we're still a small team. There's only five of us on the team. But what we found is by uh, doing uh, the the bite event, and we also did the Walmart shareholders meeting this year, we're able to attract a lot of people who will work for us for for an event. Um, I think at the uh, shareholders meeting, we had fifty six contract workers that worked for us for uh, over four days, um, and I think we serviced thirty five thousand meals. So again. Our our focus is on like really big events that are that are uh, tough problems and and that allows us to uh, partner with the local municipalities. It's it's hard for them to service an event like that where we can really gear up and get a lot of people who are like Lauren who really care about the issue and and um, and get good results where we're you know seventy to ninety percent is recycled versus you know everything thrown being thrown away. Well, I think one of the more attractive things about what you do is when you're involved with an event, so many of these events are nights and weekends, mm -hmm. and the trash containers just fill up. You're not going to have a trash truck come pick them up yeah. on that weekend, and you've just got to keep moving things further and further from the center of things. So are you actually removing the trash from the sites during these events, yeah. and how so, do you manage so that? So for an event, what we would do is we would talk with the organizers, and we would work with them on removal. So... Um, you know, a lot of times in an event, you would just bring a big pull-off container and just, you know, throw everything away and take it out to the landfill. We, we separate it based upon how it's going to go into the recycling center or, you know, how it would go back to us in, in, in form of uh, food waste. So, um, it, you know, it's just a matter of, of, of organizing the process. It, and really... The events are very similar to other corporate customers that we have. It, it's it's a matter of managing the process. One of our uh, customers is Mercy Hospital, and uh, you know what we what we do with them is we work with their staff, 
and help them um, get the food and and in put the food in particular containers that we can grab three times a week. And, uh, you know, that's a situation where they probably improved what they were able to, to divert from the uh, uh, landfill by 30% of the waste in the whole hospital in, in, in that particular situation. And I'm guessing your clients are also touting their successes in that area mm-hmm. and letting people know about their sustainability efforts and their efforts to you know, improve you yeah. know, the environment and yeah, things what, like that. What we do is, is we, we, we work with folks like Lauren, and, and we call that Lauren is in the 15%. She's in that 15% of folks who really care about the issue and really want to do something. But we focus on corporations, one, and then the other 85% of folks who either, you know, recycle a little bit or don't recycle at all. So first we go to the corporation, and um, oftentimes, you're right, they, they have goals, they have stated goals uh, very publicly, and what we do is we get with them and and ask them how, how it's going, you know, how are they doing versus their goals. And we meet them where they are, and we help them be more sustainable. So um, our mission is very timely to a, to a lot of folks. And, and uh, you know, what, what we do is uh, we, we might start with doing a trash audit. Uh, you know, we had uh, at uh, Tyson headquarters, we did a two-day uh, waste audit where we went through two days of of trash from the from the Tyson home office, and from that we gave them a very detailed report, and then uh, gave them some specific ideas on things that they could do to move their uh, ability to recycle their trash to you know high level, probably in the 70s or 80 percent. And and over time, with those same customers, there's going to be more and more things that we can do to help them. Um, re- recycle more of their waste. And, and that's what they want to do. Oh, that's wonderful. And I would think that working with these larger corporations and companies that you're reaching such a, a larger audience. So you get in on the higher level and then there's a trickle-down effect as well where you're reaching more people and then that ripples outwards and people start having more conversations about, well, at my office, we are now composting. We are now talking about food waste. And then they're talking with more people and trying to maybe get more customers and clients on board for you and for Food Loops to put pressure on other companies to be doing the same thing. Yeah. And, and sustainability is, it, you know, it's very individual. I mean, folks who, who really care about it do extraordinary things to recycle. And, you know, what we want to do is we want to broaden that. And, and a great way to do that is in a, in a corporate environment because, you know, it's, while it's important to teach our kids in schools to, to be sustainable and, and to, you know, to, uh, you know, ha- have a worldview to where 20 years from now uh, we're not throwing the things away that we're throwing away, we really feel like if, if we can get into a big office and show them how to force stream and they do that at the office, that they'll do that at home also. And that force stream is that incorporation of the landfill the, recycling glass the, and, and food waste right, and composting. Right. Yeah. So oh. in, in just making it easier, you know, uh, getting rid of the, of the friction mm-hmm. from doing those kind of things is, is, is a great way to get people to, you know, it's, it's interesting with our residential program, 
you know, the, the customers have to bring that to the market and that's an extra effort to do that. Yes. But probably a lot of times our experience is, is maybe for the first time people are really thinking about what they're throwing away. Mm-hmm. And as, as somebody who wasn't, you know, wild, wildly sustainable when I started this business, um, I have become a lot more aware of what I throw away or what's thrown away in a, mm-hmm. in, in a, in a particular business environment. So once you're exposed to that and you start, you start noticing the things that you throw away, you're very quickly motivated to, to go a different path. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing you also think about the things as you purchase them yes. because you're at the grocery store and you recognize which items can be recycled and which cannot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but you know, from, from a food waste point of view, there's always going to be food waste. You know, a lot, a, a lot of uh, folks that we talk to think, well, you know, it's, it's edible things that we're collecting and, and, and at a restaurant, it's really not, I mean, it's not unusual for a, you know, a, a good volume restaurant to to have a thousand to two thousand pounds a week of food waste but that's that's like carrot peels and and carrot tops and and just all the byproducts of the things that they make and and actually the the healthier that you eat the more food waste that you that you Mm -hmm. create so you know we we uh on, on the one hand, we're totally uh, supportive and do everything we can for food rescue and, and getting uh, excess good food to people who need that. But there's still always going to be uh, a need to collect food waste. And it's always going to be a big chunk of, um, of what, what's going to go to the landfill unless, unless we find another way. On that note, at the farmer's market, we do partner with an organization called Seeds That Feed that are based out of Fayetteville, and they do food rescue. So that food is then actually being turned around and given to food pantries in the area so that those who may not have access to fresh produce normally are able to then have have access to it. And so I've noticed at the market, seeds that feed will come at the end of the day and they're collecting from vendors for anything that's remaining. And some of that, you know, maybe it was a second, meaning that it was something that maybe you would have used for canning or preserving that you may not want to just eat fresh. Um, Some of that may end up going into the food waste containers, which otherwise may have just gone into our trash system. So it's great to see those other streams or opportunities for food to be diverted if it wasn't purchased at the market or it wasn't able to be used right away, can go to another, another source to consume that. And then if that doesn't work, there is food loops there to help turn it back into something that is sustainable and can go back into that cycle. Yeah. And, and we've really enjoyed meeting all the people in the food system, and the food system is super complicated with lots of folks, you know, working to be as efficient as possible. And and we see ourselves as a connector there. So, you know, particularly when we're working with a new customer, uh, we want to make sure that they know all the options. And, you know, so we want to make sure that, you know, people get that food first and then animals and then whatever's mm-hmm. left would be something that Food Loops would get. Wonderful. So um, what's next for Food Loops? Are you partnering with anyone new? Have you got any new initiatives? I know you're working on the on the compostables and the, the fertilizer yeah. aspect. Well, uh, so Karen, I'm glad you asked that question. We're really excited. We have just uh, created a partnership with Richard Ems. Richard uh, opened up a brand new company called Food Solutions, and he is going to uh, haul food waste for us. So, um, 
we at, at this point we've been kind of beta testing. So we've been we've been hauling our food waste ourselves, and it's very manual. And so our uh, our focus from the beginning was we wanted to transition to a point to where we were a, a manufacturer of compost and fertilizer. And we're able to do that now with Richard. So Richard has a service, and he's looking to pick up new customers, uh, uh, particularly commercial customers. He'll be hauling in 64-gallon uh, roll-off roll containers. And um, so just to put it in perspective, we worked really hard this last quarter. Uh, I think we doubled the amount of food waste that we took. We we. We collected 67 tons wow. of food waste, which that sounds That's like amazing. a lot. But again, the goal is 40,000 tons. Richard gives us a capacity of, of 750, uh, 750 tons a quarter or about 3,000 tons a year, which that'll put a big dent and that'll move us in the right direction. So we're really excited about that. You know, if you're... If, if you have a restaurant or a business that has a lot of food waste, we'd love to talk to you and, and introduce you to Richard right now. But he uh, he's going to be starting uh, in early August, so not, not too long from now. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, Lauren, tell us about anything new that's going on at the market. What, what should people know about your operations? Well, this year we have integrated a new market app, so you can shop from your phone. We previously were using an online-based um, shopping experience and have moved to an app since more people are doing shopping on their phones. It's an easier way to stay connected to the farmer's market and to some of your favorite products. So you can actually go on to either your um, Google store, your Android store, or your Apple store and find the DTR Market app. And you can check out some of the vendors that we have signed up currently. And so you can actually pre-order your favorite things and then go pick them up on Saturday from the market. And that's something that we'll continue to offer year-round, regardless of whether we have a physical market going. So you can actually get those blueberries and sleep late if you order them <laughs> online. Yes. Or the peaches or those things that go out in a hurry. Yes. So as long market. as the vendor is registered to be on the app, they'll have product that's available for you to purchase ahead of time. Um, for example, there's a woman with some sourdough rolls that are sold out every weekend. And that might be a way that you can make sure you get your rolls even if you don't show up until a little bit later in the morning. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm, I need to try that out because I, I roll out about 1030 and, mm -hmm. <laughs> on a Saturday. So, well, we appreciate both of you for being here. Lauren Hildreth with the DTR Market. Thank you for being here in downtown Rogers every week with the market Thank and you. giving people an experience and an opportunity to buy fresh produce and wonderful arts and crafts at the market. And we look forward to having people come down and check it out. And also to you, Tom Rohr, we appreciate you being with us this afternoon. We hope that um, people will give it a look when they come downtown to the market. Check out your display, learn about the um, exchange program, yeah. and get a bucket. Yeah, and if the market's open, we'll be down there. So we look forward to... Uh we look forward to meeting people uh, who come down there. Well, we thank you both for being an important part of the improvement to the economy and the ecological aspects of Northwest Arkansas. We also want to thank AT&T for being our sponsor here for the 
the podcast, and we hope to see you all again soon. Thank you.